1: Hour three of the donna and steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment as we hit the 100 day mark right it's been 100 days of the writer strike mm-hmm. the hollywood reporter interviewed a bunch of writers 20 of them to be exact and asked how they were staying creative as the strike you know is now at 100 days and it's kind of interesting to see how these guys and and women are you know aside from picketing how they're using their time right right um one guy zach bornstein he's a a writer for shrinking great show he said he used the extra time to pitch a book you know he's gone to the dentist He's done, (laughs) you know, research for a biopic that he wants to write. You know, people are spending more time with their kids. Uh, Caroline Dries of The Vampire Diaries said, "Um, I needed to fill the day creatively or I would lose my mind. So, first of all, she tried to turn her two-year-old into a YouTube star. Uh, A week into the strike... Her, uh She and her wife had a script, a set, a green screen, lights, a wardrobe, but their enthusiasm was not matched by the two-year-old who didn't listen to her when she'd say, stop dump- dumping out the bubbles. Mm-hmm. She didn't listen when I said action or cut, stop eating the props. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to abandon that, I guess. But there's family time there.
2: Anybody else scheduled like uh, doctor's appointments or anything?
1: Um, not seeing that people are working on a novel. Let's see. Um, this guy was working on an outline for a new because his thinking, the Stephen Falk is thinking, I'm going to need something when the strike is over to make money and present. So he's been writing sure. a, a genre feature without a real roadmap. map. And it's been frustrating, but he said overall, overall, creatively freeing. Um, let's see. Another person is working on a book of poems. Let's see what this person is doing. Um, and uh, I write for an hour every morning before going to pick it.
2: That's smart. That's very smart to have a disciplined regimen like right. that. Right. Sit down and write for an hour. Great idea.
1: And she said um, that she'd probably be too tired to do anything productive after picketing. So she makes a point of doing it beforehand. Mm. Um, Oh, somebody's doing a WGA garage sale. (laughs) Um, you know, they're still writing. There's still, people are still writing. They're just not writing for the man, you know?
2: Sure. And that's a great idea that somebody brought up a great point someday the strike will come to an end and there will be a bunch of places that are hungry for new stuff and so if you've already got a full slate of things that you're ready to work on that is that's to your advantage
1: yeah this kind of reminds i mean i know it's different but a little bit parallel to the pandemic and how you know you got nowhere to go for the most part, what are you going to do with your time to be productive? And I think it's kind of in the same way people are like, okay, I'm going to work on this thing that I've been putting off for a long time. You know, like there are people who've had these ideas and they're like, I've never been able to get to it because I have to go to work every day, you know?
2: Right. Um, How would you pass your time if if hypothetically we were on strike?
1: Oh, great question.
2: What would you fill your days with? Would you catch up on the list? Maybe movies and shows you haven't watched? Would you get into gardening? I think
1: I would learn to do something new this time around. You know, I'd go back to learning Spanish. Maybe I I like the idea of gardening. Mm. Learning how to, you know... I don't know, grow vegetables. Thank yeah. you. I, I do have some tomatoes coming and thank you for asking.
2: You mean they're growing? Or they're yes, and I'm delivered? eating them.
1: I'm just picking them. <laughs> no, I'm just picking them right off the vine and just popping them in my mouth.
2: Oh, that's great. Little cherry tomatoes?
1: Yeah. They're just little baby buddy booze.
2: Where'd you pick up the tomatoes?
1: A neighbor gave me a splitter plant and gave me some. Oh, that's fun. I know, right?
2: Yeah, tomatoes are fun. People have a good time with them. They're
1: pretty much no-brainers. Once they start growing, you're like, okay. And
2: I think they thrive in high heat. I think you're right. So the summers that we're getting, these next few days, those tomatoes are going to become the size of beach balls. (laughs) Uh I'm hoping that my neighbor, a couple of summers ago, he had a, what do they call it? A bumper crop, a bumper? They had a lot of tomatoes. Okay. And he set out a basket on his front porch and was like, here are tomatoes. And then you could go and be like, oh, let's grab a couple of tomatoes. I love That's
1: it. Fun. I you know, I think I would also start cooking. Cooking? I mean I cook, but I would start like having fun with recipes and doing that kind of thing. No what?
2: You could still do that.
1: I know and I will.
2: In the evening. You will. That's easy to say. You don't know me. I do pretty well.
1: Here's my thing. I hate shopping. I hate, hate, hate grocery shopping. I know I, I could do you. Instacart, but no, I, I, I need to tangibly touch things and see things. And...
2: Oh, you want to know something? I was shopping yesterday. Thanks for asking. Oh, really? So we did a pickup order at Target, but then there were items that they said they didn't have, but they did. They were inside of Target. I don't know why the uh, the site was showing. So sometimes that gets a little finicky. So I go in to pick up some things. I got a little almond milk. What do you want? I go. I go to get some produce: apples, bananas. I was like, "Where's the bags? Oh, I can't. Where, where are the bags? Because the jazz apples were loose. They were to be handpicked and put into a bag. The entire Target Chaska produce area." was out of the little plastic bags that you put the produce in.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting. So then
2: I just like threw like eight jazz apples into my <laughs> cart, and then when I got to the register, I was like, hey, I just want you to know this is not my first time in a grocery store. I am aware of how it works, but they are all out over there.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's not good.
2: Oh, I just got that a nice sucks. couple pounds of deli meat, too, a little, little uh, ham off the bone and some cracked pepper turkey. Nice. Might have to have that for lunch. Too. It's
1: 1111. Make a wish. Congratulations on your shopping experience. Thank you, um, Donna. Hey, Sunday is National Cinema Day, and you can see a movie for $4.
2: Mike mentioned this yesterday, but the, what we're reading today is a little... And, Mike, if you said this, forgive me, but yeah. this is even new releases. Like, Gran Turismo will be in theaters that weekend. It's a big uh, video game adaptation, Donna. And that new movie on that day, four bucks a ticket.
1: Now it there's only well, I mean shouldn't say only, there's more than three thousand movie theaters operating um let's see, north like, of thirty thousand screens that there will might participate. Be like-
2: yeah, maybe 5,000 theaters nationwide. What do you know, Mike? And it's every level of movie, too. So we're talking the IMAX theaters, the 70 millimeter we talked about. Wow. With cool. That's all $4. Like the ones that are cool. participating, it's across the board according to what I've been reading. Yeah, so. I, I love this.
1: Think about this, going to a movie.
2: And what day is it happening? Sunday. Sunday. This upcoming and Sunday. And look it
1: up. Make sure that they're participating because that, that would be fun to you know, spend four dollars on a movie and then thirty five dollars on your concessions.
2: Good for the cinemas to do this too, because even though the the box office is on the way up, there are still some people who haven't seen a movie since the pandemic in a theater. Right. And sometimes all you need is to go in one time to smell the popcorn, to walk down the halls. I mean, I I just love the pomp and circumstance of a movie theater. It is fun. It's yeah. a communal experience. You're a communal experience. <sighs> you are. When we come back, we have a couple of studies. Oh, speaking of screen apnea, not sleep apnea, screen apnea. Mm -hmm. Do you have it? Donna will explain what it is and how many people suffer when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. J-O-Y.
1: Welcome back to the show where too much stress meets too much cologne. The Donna and Steve experience where talk is fun. All right. Donna and Steve here on my talk one oh seven one everything entertainment coming up in I don't know like 14 minutes we're gonna have a little fun with the same name game
2: that's right mama
1: Mm. I thought we voted that one down
2: I know I started doing it with my wife though earlier today and (laughs) it started to feel fun again
1: how did she feel about it? Not positive. That's what I thought. Studies have shown that med- studies
0: have shown that the microbial- Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve.
1: All righty then. Huh? Hmm. Do you have screen apnea? Do you think?
2: I don't know what it means yet, but I think that I do, because I think that it means you fall asleep when watching screens.
1: Sort of, kind of. The New York Times did like a big write-up on this term, and it's kind of like sleep apnea where you stop breathing in your sleep, except it happens when you're too focused on screens. You don't stop breathing altogether, but you might sometimes be holding your breath without realizing it.
2: I think a lot of us suffer from that in general, yes.
1: Or just taking shallower breaths. Because, I don't know, maybe you're super relaxed and you're just
2: no. zoning out. No, that means you're not super relaxed.
1: Oh, maybe you're tense?
2: Shallow breathing is a sign of not relaxing. Oh. It's well, there was, teach
1: there was an executive named Linda Stone... If that's her real name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she was, um, she discovered that she was doing this. She's a Microsoft exec. Okay. And she was doing this in 2007 and she coined the term email apnea. Coined. But it doesn't just apply to email, thus, the new term, screen apnea. She tracked 200 other people's breathing while they checked their email. And she found 80%. Uh, sometimes held their breath or altered their breathing and it's it's part part of our body's stress response to any sort of stimuli what happens is our nervous system kicks into gear just in case there's a threat then our body responds by slowing our breathing to help us focus what in the heck This is crazy. Cats do it too, by the way, when they're stalking a bird. Oh, really? Right before they pounce. They tend to freeze and they hold their breath. And then the same thing happens when we get an email or a text. So we're constantly overstimulated. And when that happens, we tend to get jumpy. You. I know. I'm in a chronic state of threat, Steve.
2: I have witnessed it for years, and it seems like just an utterly exhausting way to go about one's day.
1: I walked out of the studio yesterday, and so I'm, I'm walking out, and then coming from behind me, I hear, Hi, Donna. And I went, Ah! And he goes, it was Grant. And he goes, I whispered it. I go, I know, but I was focused. I get, like, hyper-focused. And, like, I'm in a bubble and nobody's supposed to be around my bubble, and then I like like appears. I don't like when you
2: talk about your focus, because when you say this, you then make it sound like it's not a character flaw, but this is like, if only other <laughs> you would experience the jumpiness if you were able to get as focused as I do on my work, and just so I'm everything saying else fades that. away. I'm That's just... how it reads when you say it.
1: All right, let me try it this way. Okay. I get in a zone.
2: Still locker room talk, but go ahead. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm super into what I'm doing. Like I didn't realize Bradley was standing right behind me before, and he l- literally had to open the door, close the door, walk over behind me. I did not know he was there.
2: I would say that. Less than you're being super focused. I work too hard. I care too much. Barf! <laughs> what
0: did you is say that? you
2: are unaware. You lack maybe awareness? just General awareness.
1: Okay, that's fine. Because,
2: like, for instance, when I'm when I'm at work in the studio, I know during that time, at any given moment, I'm aware that someone could come into whatever room I'm in because I am not in a a, a solo chamber. I'm not in the hole. I'm not okay. doing time at Alcatraz. I'm in a public place where people work, so the door would open. Donna, though, I just got so hyper-focused on my work and I care so much, and then somebody opens the door and she's like, why? Oh my, why? Oh gosh, you're here. And I'm thinking, just enter the building and say, people will come into the room that I'm in and they're not gonna <laughs> hurt me. <laughs>
1: Here is a trick that might help you, uh, those of you who are suffering from screen apnea. If you catch yourself holding your breath, try sighing out loud. Ah,
2: Totally works.
1: Studies show it might help reset your breathing and get you to start taking deeper breaths again.
2: I am a big sire in bed.
1: Oh, no, you're one of those. (laughs) No,
2: but (laughs) hear me. When I'm figuring out if I'm gonna lay face down or on my back, when I get into the bed, if I like change a position, and then because I, I kind of sleep like I'm on a, like I'm on a spit, like uh, I'm yeah, me too, in a rotisserie, a rotisserie.
1: I, exactly, all night, all night long. It,
2: very common for me, especially during the the trying to fall asleep stage of the game. I go from my back and then I go over, mm-hmm. I find my spot and then I'll let out. <sighs> Ew! And sometimes it will feel so good that I'll let out a second one. Not at the same volume, but still another noticeable sigh. But groan. it's
1: pleasant. It's not like.
2: <sighs> no. Yeah. It's not exasperated or fresher. Like with what our, a day. It's no, our... it's like, oh, yeah. Let's... Why is everyone talking about Novosh, That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, It feels really good. I do. I like it. Anytime I like shimmy into a place that is comfortable, I do a little bit of this and then (sighs) I don't do it in the room with you at work because I am aware that there's another person there who might not want to hear my private groans.
1: It doesn't stop you from some other noises.
2: I'm a loud swallower. Okay. I mean... You have spoken so ill of my community for so long, my fellow loud swallowers know, all we're trying to do is friggin' hydrate up in this biatch.
1: Most people hate you, just for the record.
2: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to swallow, Donna. Just
1: maybe do it off the microphone.
2: It's not even, the, the microphone doesn't have anything to do with it. You do this. The other day, I was in the bedroom. I'm drinking water. Again, I'm hydrating, trying to be the best husband and father I can be. And my wife was like, are you really swallowing that loud? I'm swallowing.
1: I'm surprised she didn't just punch you right in the jaw. Because <laughs> that would be my natural instinct. <laughs> Maybe chop you in the neck. I don't know.
2: <laughs> right in the throat. Oh, man. What a world out there. Huh, well,
1: guys? good day, everybody. Hope you're having a good one.
2: Yeah, def- definitely. <laughs> don't forget to play Powerball, whatever. Yeah. This We don't have time for this, but there's a little cute thing online. Did you have living room parents growing up or bedroom parents?
1: That's funny you say that.
2: Were they the ones that just sort of always hung out in the bedroom and you only go in if they sort of invited you in or were they living room people who were just always out in the public space until they went to bed?
1: I my parents were living <clears throat> excuse me living room people, right?
2: i mm-hmm. I'd
1: go over to my best friend Mary Ellen's house. Her bedroom. parents were never to be found anywhere. They were watching TV laying on their bed.
2: They just didn't want to be near all the noise.
1: I don't blame them. I get
2: it. It's noisy a lot of the time.
1: You have a lot of kids. Oh, my God. I feel your pain.
2: Love them, but boy, is it loud in here sometimes. Um, Let's take a break. We're going to play the same name game when we come back. Donna, Steve, it's my talk.
0: Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. I talked to my mom this morning. She's still around, she's uh, in her mid 70s. Uh, But she's made plans um, for when it is her time, uh, and she did that for a few reasons. You know, one, she likes having things done her way. If she left it up to me, her weird son, uh, you never know what would turn out. Uh, She likes making things easy on her kids. uh, And so she's prepaid, pre-planned for a simple cremation with Crescent Tide uh, because of the things I just said it's a good price uh, she wanted to get things uh, buttoned up for her kids and you know she likes making things uh, easy for us so thanks mom it's not just prepaying and pre-planning like my mom did you'll see that if you go to their uh, Google reviews like I always tell you to do crescent tide comes through for families in that time of need in that time of grief Uh, And they take care of business in a prompt, courteous, professional manner. It's a good, uh, small, St. Paul family-run business. CrescentTide.com
1: Final stretch of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything entertainment. Hey, a quick reminder. Don't forget, uh, you could help the people of Maui by donating to um, the diaper fund. And you can do that... Uh, it's the Maui Diaper Drive, and um, we're taking we're taking monetary donations.
2: Yeah, yeah, you don't have to pick up diapers, and we'll send it. We're just sending money. It's going to the diaper bank. Yeah, it's really I'm easy aloha. to find. When you go to uh, mytalk1071.com, your keyword is aloha. That's the name of the diaper bank there in Maui that we want to support. And it's a nice, tangible way to help. So um, show some love, as you always do.
1: And thank you. And check out our T-shirts. For the fair while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And, I
2: mean, I think ours are the best, but I'm just saying. Duh. Don't turn it into a competition.
1: Just like them. Uh, They're simple.
2: You know, uh, Mike, I don't know if you were here for this, but um, at the very... Be- I'll get to the turtle thing here in a second. At the very beginning yeah. of the show, I sort of haphazardly was just like, hey we have any ideas? We're, we're a day out from learning about what Project Down and Dirty is. Do we have mm-hmm. any ideas? And then, like in the moment, I started wondering do we know if this is the 13th year of it, of PDD? Yeah. We found out it was. And then on Friday of PDD week, it culminates on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. My guess is A, it's like a spooky Halloween themed thing. I think specifically, if I had to guess one thing specifically, I think that we are going to be a part of Valley Scare, and they dress us up in goblin stuff and all that, and we learn the art of scaring and how to do all this, and we're broadcasting from Valley Fair for three days or something similar that softens my prediction i understand but maybe something else similar haunted hayride donna mentioned
1: yeah the 13th like
2: friday the 13th and- yeah, yeah yesterday we were kind of going around the same thing and somehow even without the 13 tied to it we both we all went haunted and huh. I, my prediction yesterday was a uh, haunted maze Ooh. i've done those before and it would be amazingly fun that so, would be fun so, because like then we maze. would be the performers mm-hmm. That like would be super,
1: or a haunted hayride. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Something where we get dressed up and are we learn the art of it, and you know, and then in theory, you know, you could maybe maybe they save all the performances for that one night. We have people come, listeners come out, yes, and, well, and they go through the maze. I think
1: that'd be fun. I'd be, not, be down for that.
2: I'd like to broadcast from Valley Fair because then right afterward I'd go hit up a ride. Mm-hmm. Give me some fries,
1: okay. All right, we'll find out tomorrow. So, uh, what time is that? Eight thirty. We kick things off.
2: Eight thirty. It begins. The actual announcement is going to be at nine thirty. But we're going to play some fun uh, Project Down and Dirty trivia, and just kind of talk and reminisce about some of the uh, Project Down and Dirties of the past.
1: I love it. In the meantime. All right, a couple of things here. This from Vicki. She said, you just hit on another subject that affects me terribly. I scare so easily that my old boss would sneak up to me and intentionally scare me to hear me scream and watch me jump. I honestly felt after so many times that it was abuse as he got such a big kick out of it. Some of us just focus on something too hard, I guess. This is because I have that problem. And I I think I know why I am the way I am. I... I had an abusive coworker who used to do that, like play tricks on me and then jump scare. I'd come out of the bathroom just to open the door and he'd be like, Wah! you know, and I'd be like,
2: you're, are you talking about me or no?
1: Yes. No, not in this instant. I'm talking okay. about my friend Jack, but okay. then, you know, you started doing it. I'm just very, very jumpy. And then Sharon said, hey, Sharon. I just heard Steve say, I'm a big sire in bed. And since I was only half listening, I thought he said, I'm a big sire, S-I-R-E, in bed. <laughs> and I thought, what the heck? He's oh. so murvy-pervy all the time.
2: <laughs> what is the definition of a sire? Yeah, the, the male parent of an animal, especially a stallion or a bull, kept for breeding.
1: Oh, my God, that's <laughs> well, hilarious. Well, the
2: horseshoe fits, wear it! Oh, Steve. Stop kissing turtles. Why? Because it's bad for you. The CDC is telling people this. There's a salmonella outbreak in 11 states linked to pet turtles. Even if they're healthy, they can have it in their droppings. Then it can spread to their shell or their tank, on oh, your hands. It, or if you're kissing them... It could then transfer onto your lips. At least 26 people have gotten sick. Nine had to be hospitalized. Thankfully, the CDC has not reported any deaths yet. Uh, fun fact, small turtles and baby turtles tend to be the biggest drivers of these outbreaks. So in 1975, the federal government banned the sale of turtles with shells less than four inches long.
1: Huh. Who knew?
2: No, we uh, all do.
1: Snapping turtles all over the place, like little babies horrifying all over the place in my area they just look so prehistoric yeah that's how you know that they're a snapping turtle by their tail they've got the pointy tail that comes out pretty far
2: you know it's so funny that you just said that um about they look prehistoric because the guy that i let you listen to earlier yeah ben ben rector yep he had a song about you ever just wonder if maybe there's still one dinosaur left like maybe in the ocean <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him on that. Yeah. If only we had the
0: time. Come down for Moose Soup after.
2: It's going to start playing here in There's just a second. It. It's, it's always gonna start.
0: It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's back cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it cannot yeah, be. It's so, it's, a soup. Soup. it's so now, soup. Soup. It's 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 a
1: fun. Fun. So Super we only have 30 seconds now. Doo-dee, he doesn't usually get really doo-bee, chatty. Doo-bee. Doobie, that's true. <laughs>
2: hey. Hey, what's that? Um,
1: doobie, doobie, doobie's blowing us off. It's fine. <sighs>
2: Albert, cafeteria, please leave a message. Just hang up please more. leave a message. He doesn't deserve our voices.
1: He really doesn't.
2: Remember when I yesterday thought that he didn't make any food for the next two weeks when we're all at the fair, and I forgot that (laughs) the building houses like 500 employees, many of whom...
1: Thinking that just because the air staff is gone, uh, that there's no lunch.
2: Yeah, that they shut it down. I thought news did reruns, the whole thing. Wow. How narcissistic. I know. I thought they canceled Twin Cities Live when I left. It's been going very well since I departed. That's my bad. Oh, man. Uh, It was always... Pleasant to do the show with you, Donna. Thanks for the partnership.
1: What Did you I do read with that Steve, right? Where's Steve Patterson? Yeah, Did uh, he leave already?
2: Bradley and Donna are coming in next. Guy? They're on from 12 to 3. And then we have got Lori and Julia in from 3 Woo-hoo! o'clock until 6. And then they replay the 3 at 6 from 6 to 7. It's fun. Fun all night. Love you long time. Bye now
0: mnfatloss.com the weight loss plan where i lost about 25 30 pounds and i did that in just about two months and i gotta tell you uh i think i've said this before when i first decided to do this mnfatloss.com program i assumed uh the doctor and his team would know how to get me that uh, 20 30 pound weight loss and they did but i wondered would i be able to keep it off and guess what I am about five, six months into it, and I'm keeping it off. You know why? Because they taught me foods I could eat that I like and I enjoy eating. I'm not eating prepackaged meals, I'm not counting calories or whatever. I'm eating foods that I like, and I'm maintaining that weight loss. So, thank you. Dr. Shotsko and his team at mnfatloss.com. You have helped me lose all this weight. You too could lose up to a pound of fat a day. Results may vary. It all starts with a free consultation. Go to mnfatloss.com.